Welcome back to the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here with my other co-host, Sloan Schaefer. Sloan, say hi. What's up, everyone? Whoop, whoop. I'm back. Uh, ready for a good analysis of the playoffs and to be back here with Josh. It's good to have you back, Sloan. It has been a hot second since it was you and I back for a full podcast. I feel like this is partially driven by the Purdue Boilermakers playing in 915 tonight. You know you're going to have to stay up late regardless, so why not kick a podcast off at 845? Yeah, I completely agree. Plus, I think with the playoffs as well, it makes me a little more interested in the league now. If I hadn't Especially made it, that you finished in first, you're like, I got to yeah. come talk my shit, you know? Well, it, 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 I'm happy where I'm at, but I don't think it's going to last. But then again, we only have two more weeks of this. So just, you know, lightning strike again. And I'm trying to think about it. If I get first place two weeks out of the three weeks, you're guaranteed 11 points win. overall. Yeah. I Are mean, you, I don't know. I wouldn't say you're guaranteed to win, right? Cause you could have another team finish th- th- uh, second three times in a row. I mean, that, so well, what that'd be you nine. would need, no, they would need to finish first the week that you didn't finish first. Right. So it, basically, like, that's kind of my perspective at this point, too. If, if I finish, okay, so obviously I'm getting absolutely fucked by injuries, mm-hmm. but say I somehow manage to finish first the next two weeks, I win. Like, I win the league. It's that simple because I have the half-point tiebreaker. So If you finish what the next two weeks? First, each of the next two weeks. So I need That to would put you at 11 and a half. And that's impossible to beat. Yep. That is impossible. How would that be impossible to beat? I would get five. So, say, so yeah. Oh, I yeah, you're right. First. Yeah, because I'd only could I'd only be able to finish with 11. Correct. Right. So, and that's where that half-point tiebreaker comes in handy. I We'll see. Probably not for me. Probably not. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for you, all you need to do is finish first one more time. Or if you finished second two more times, that would probably be enough. Although, I will say, because the scores were so close in the first week, like – and they were so high as well. Like those were crazy high scores for the top mm. four teams. I think that's yeah. the four for the top four. That's probably the highest four scores we've had all week. I mean, all year. Um, and especially considering Mike also put up 165. So I would have finished mm-hmm. in a normal week fifth in the table with 153, which I think would have without a doubt been the highest point fifth place finish of the season. Yeah. I didn't watch the Monday night game at all. So when I woke up and saw how close the scores were between second, third, and fourth in the playoffs, oh my gosh. Yeah, waiting for the stat corrections. And I believe there were no stat corrections that made a difference. Uh which I, I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping for something. I think that would have been funny. It would have been fun. Um, I feel like I need to talk through what happened on Monday night since you weren't watching. Uh, and I was just about to ask that. I know you had messaged about it in the group me. So I'm curious. Basically, on Monday night, I had a full meltdown. Like, what I was posting in the grooming was not any kind of exaggeration. That was a full, that was a, you were witnessing a broken man um, questioning the hundreds of hours he spent in his life on fantasy football. Basically, what happens is, so there's two minutes left in the game, or like 30 seconds, or maybe a minute left in the game. And this was, remind me of the teams? Packers versus right. uh, Rams. Yep. So I don't I don't think this was in the last minute of the game. It might have been. But there's a Christian Watson play where he doesn't understand what Aaron Rodgers wants him to do, turns to block instead of catching the ball, missing out on a touchdown. Okay, that hurts. That happens. So last play of the game, AJ Dillon is out with a concussion. 
the Packers are on the four yard line and there's, they can get a first down by making it to the two. So Aaron Jones is the back. So it's a handoff play, obviously. Aaron Jones, three yard rush down at the one Packers take a knee game over. Aaron Jones gets that touchdown there. One more yard. I, I get second place for the week in this league. I get first place in my other league, which I finished second in with 164 points. And the guy at 165, Aaron Jones, one extra yard. Even if Aaron Jones doesn't fumble, he has that weird fumble. If he doesn't fumble the ball, I, that that's outcome same hap- still happens, same outcome. So I was devastated. Um, mm. Just like absolutely broken. I think I actually had the meltdown on Tuesday. It might, it might have been a combination of both things, Monday and Tuesday. I was actually depressed about how screwed I've gotten. You uh, have gone... Your team was so good at one point in the season where I was telling myself there's no way I'm going to be Josh. And then slowly but surely these injuries were happening. And then it, it has kind of built up a lot quicker the past two weeks with injuries. And I just feel so bad for you. I mean, here, like I couldn't I couldn't have even done anything different. Like that's the piece that I really struggle with is like like I guess I could have added one of the quarterbacks that became available, but I liked the other players I had on my team. I didn't want to drop anyone. Like I went into the last week before the playoffs with four starting quarterbacks. Like Mm -hmm. you feel pretty good about that. Two of the best in the league. Two of the best. Yeah. And then Kyler ACL, you know, I don't add Colt McCoy, which maybe in retrospect I should have, but I was like, what are the odds of the three remaining quarterbacks? I have two of them get Mm -hmm. hurt. It happens, um, you know, like, and this is the only, the part to me that sucks a little bit is the trade deadline piece. Like, I like that we have a trade deadline. It is fun, but it's like, it, it does inherently introduce a significant luck factor into the playoffs, the fact that it exists. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you've gotten incredibly lucky with injuries. I think you've had the least injuries of any team in the league this year. And mm-hmm. that has like shown like you have hugely benefited from that and you benefited from injuries of other players, a la Ramondre Stevenson with the Damian Harris injuries, mm-hmm. um, you know, and now Iuk, although you didn't see it as much last week with Debo Samuel, you know, there's been some good, uh, good thing, even with Christian McCaffrey, because it looked like it was going to be a pretty even split with Elijah Mitchell. There's been some, some nice happenings there to help yeah. you along the way. There was so. a little bit of worry with McCaffrey not getting as many touches as I was going to hope that he was going to get going to San Francisco, but it's turned out pretty well for him. Ayuk kind of hit or miss in terms of production each week. Uh, but yeah, with injuries, a lot of luck. I think uh, Brandon Cooks, he's technically injured, but I he think was, he's coming he back not this week. Well before and, he got injured, though. Yeah. So it's not like he was. Uh, Fournette's had some injuries. I think he missed at least one game. But even with him, if he's playing, he's still splitting reps with Rashad White. So he's not going to produce that much anyway. Uh, And Mostert also, I believe, was out at least one week. But my big guys like Cook, Tyreek, McCaffrey, and and Ramondre, too, they've kind of skirted the injury bug, which has been good. It's helped me out a lot. I will say, looking into next week, I have a lot of bad matchups. 
fantasy wise. So I don't think I'm going to put up that high of a score. And is do we know if there's a way to look at the projections for just this week? I know the app has the playoffs set up to where it's a two week matchup right now. So you can't see those individual week projections. So if anybody out there knows how to do that, that'd be great. I know we had this issue last year, but I don't know if uh, there's a way we can change it or, you know, something. I mean, I guess it's probably too late for you, Josh, to go in and manually change it to like a one week playoff. Um, yeah, I could, it might be I worth see if looking I into. Do that real quick. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't want to me- risk messing up the league. But, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter though. That's the thing because we track the points outside of the app, so it literally doesn't matter if it says somebody wins, because we know that person didn't actually win because we kept track of the points, right? Yeah. So it's not letting me uh, change the settings once I. All right, that's fine. We can. Uh, we can try to figure it out. I might go in and look at each team's points uh, for not this you week. You love but... the projections. You well, the projections. I think it makes it fun. Like last <laughs> week, it was pretty fun. I dropped down at some point to like 119 projected points, and then I finished with like 165. So it's fun I watching mean, that roller coaster. all of that because of what happened with the Vikings in the first half versus and, the second half. Yeah, and that's exciting. So I, I think yeah. I'll go into next week add up next week's projections for each uh, team and then just subtract that to what it's showing and then let everyone know. So then we can kind of stay updated, maybe have Mike update us throughout the day on Sunday and Saturday too. That's the nice thing about having the playoff start last week was last week was when they started the Saturday games. So you really have Thursday kicking it off and then a full weekend of Saturday and Sunday of football games, which is awesome. Yeah, it is sweet. Like I, I actually made it through pretty much all of Saturday and Sunday morning without really watching football. But then by the time it was so close in the afternoon, like I could not put it down. Like I was Mm -hmm. locked in and it was a great week. I mean, you know, it's everything you want kind of in a, in a week of the playoffs where all four teams are super close. You know, everyone, Everyone except Dylan. Uh, no, I think everyone had a chance going into Monday night to finish first, you know, depending upon how the game played out. So, yeah, that's exciting. You know, you finished first huge week from Cousins, Cook, you know, McCaffrey. Your studs played well, um, which is what you won in the playoffs. Tommy had a good week as well. You know, even Dylan did, too, all things considered. So, mm-hmm. you know, no bad performances from playoff teams, which is good and bad. You know, it sucks even for Dylan too, to put up 154 and finish second to last, like you kind of want to spend that last place or second to last place finish on, you know, maybe something a little less than that. Like when you're putting up like 90 points, you know, but right. Who do you think's the front runner right now? I don't think it's me. I mean, it is you just inherently because you have five table points, you know, and, and okay. anything can happen this week, even with my starting Trace McSorley this week and Geno Smith. Trace McSorley. I feel like that feels like deja vu when I say that. I feel like I've started Trace McSorley before at some point. In fantasy. He's only been in the league for maybe three max years, right? I, I feel like I had to start Trace McSorley last year at some point. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, he was the Arizona backup last year. Huh. Well, he didn't play, so maybe it was Keenum. I don't know. But um, 
but yeah, even with Trace McSorley, I'm still projected like in line with everyone for this week. And even over the next two weeks, I'm still projected for more points than you are, even with mm-hmm. my quarterback set to score zero. So, well, And that's why I don't feel like I'm the front runner. I have a lot of bad matchups. I know you guys make fun of me about it, but I have bad matchups this week. And that means a lot. I mean, if you have a bad matchup, that means that team is not allowing a lot of fantasy points for that position. And I think if you look back, and check how your players have done against those difficult teams. They don't do as well. Uh, whereas against the teams that they have good matchups, they usually perform pretty well. Um, so I, I don't think, at least next week, it's going to be good for me. I think, I mean, shoot. It's probably I don't, Tommy. Yeah, I, I think it's well, Tommy. I mean, I want to say definitely Dylan, right? Because his team has always been stacked. But and then Tommy is not that stacked in my it doesn't what you need in the playoffs when you're in the playoffs, you're going for like, what's the highest points I can get? And I think Dylan's team has good, reliable producers, but I think he lacks, in my opinion, a lot of the elite upside that you need, Um, like outside of Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, you know, Mm hmm. A little Josh Jacobs, I guess you have to say that for considering the year that he's had thus far. Um, I think outside of those guys, there's not a lot of like this guy's going to go off, you know. Um, and I think that puts a pretty big cap. Deshaun Watson has been really bad um, since he came back to play. So, like, you know, putting up five, sixteen, and twelve points respectively. Right. And the weather is supposed to be tough, you know, on Saturday. So. We'll see how he ends up going. You know, he's Dylan's got to start him. So I think it's I think it's Tommy. You know, the locket injury hurts Tommy a little bit, but he's got Mike Evans ready to fill in and plug and play. And you know, he made it through last week, finishing second. You know, benefited the most out of everyone there. And he's I, I think he's hugely in the driver's seat. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I mean, I guess I don't know if there's one single team that has a much greater chance to win than any of the others. We we're just talking about how close all the finishes were this past week and how close the projections are this uh, week and next week as well. Tommy does have one point on Dylan and he has one and a half points on you. So yeah, I guess that does that, that obviously helps out Tommy a little bit just because he has more points and I don't think Tommy's dealing with any injury issues either. So that is helpful. And gosh, Josh, I just feel so bad for you. Like this should have been your opportunity to shine with all the studs you had on your team, but you're just getting hit hard. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a real testament. You and Tommy have been the least injury impacted teams of the season. You know, Tommy had the chase injury, but you know, he's back to full strength for the playoffs. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. He lost Bateman, which what you know doesn't really matter that much. That's not that significant of a loss considering he wasn't playing that well. Right. But outside of that, Tommy's been able to stay pretty healthy. And really what you need to avoid in fantasy is the guys that either get on IR early in the season or the guys that get injured late in the season. And, you know, that the first part you can at least prepare for that a little bit. You know, somebody's likely gonna get put on IR. That's important. But it's these late injuries, you know, even after the after the anything that happens after the trade deadline, you're kind of screwed. And, you know, for me, I tried to build the depth to be immune to that. But, you know, 
I'm going to say it now. I mean, obviously there's two weeks left and things can happen, but you know, my quarterbacks were definitely one of the big strengths of my team. And without them, mm-hmm. it's going to be quite challenging to win. I'm going to need some things to fall my way. And the fantasy gods have not been kind to me uh, over the last few weeks. I mean, I got on goods first overall pick, which was nice, but <laughs> I think I'd rather, I would have rather not had the Jalen hurts injury and gotten an Aaron Jones touchdown last week than Bijan. but we'll right. see. Yeah. I, I've talked about this before. Winning the league feels, I assume, pretty good. And me personally, I'd be okay with not being competitive for the next like three to four years if it means I win this season. Because then at least I won. That's literally what you're playing for. So you might as well try to get to that point. Future draft picks are sweet. And I know there's going to be good players in this upcoming draft, but it's uh, it's about winning the title. It's not about having lots of draft capital. I mean, I think our league does have a good balance of you play to win and you play mm-hmm. to not lose because you may win this year, but if you've got three or four years of sweating out Waffle House, you know, I, I think right now where I'm at, like, it's just devastating to have had expectations for your team and, like, mm-hmm. just get screwed over like this, like, totally out of your control. You do everything that you can. You set yourself up. I understand I could lose on point stuff but to get the injuries and the weird point stuff like kind of compounding on top of each other um you know it's it is a luck-based game like i realized that even before these injuries we're all kind of playing with the luck component of it um so it just didn't turn out for me this year whatever i'm probably never going to recover from it i was actually depressed for a solid day and a half but at this point i think i've kind of kind of come and I, I do have actually a little bit of a trickle of hope uh thanks to trace mcsorley so we'll see what happens i mean you did everything this year to position your team to win and when it I doesn't sold happen yeah 2023 first josh you did a lot my team better i you, did it I, you you traded away a lot of draft capital uh, I like did. i look at your roster now and go to the bottom and look at the draft picks and i'm like where'd they all go now obviously yeah. they all went to good players but you're getting hurt with injuries and that there's nothing you can't predict those. So it's, it's literally luck. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I appreciate you. Honestly, I thought you might come in here with like some, like being a bit over the top about like, look how great I am. You know? I thought but, about that, but I know over the next two weeks, I'm going to get hammered and I'm not going to win. So, and then I'd have to listen to everybody so talk about it. it okay, yes. You're saving oh, it Josh, <laughs> if I win the league, you have no idea. Oh God. I want you to lose so badly. Like I well, would rather my whole team get injured and you lose than, you know, any other. So outcome. how would you, let's go through the scenarios of each team winning. If you win, Obviously, you're going to be super happy. That's the point of doing fantasy is to win. I would, I you will be super I'd be okay. Annoying. I no, yeah. if you win, if you, if you win, win. No. no, I'm talking about if you win and how I would feel. Oh. I'd feel like okay, yeah. Josh sold his team, sold his future picks to build his team for this season, and he wins, and that makes sense. Yeah, and I think everybody would probably feel the same way. I don't think uh, anybody would have a problem with me winning. I think no. I'm probably the least or like the most neutral win because it's like the expectation was there too. You know, like since week one, I was number one in the power rankings of like 
this team is going to win. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Everyone's here's this, prepared for it. League opinion. My predictions. If you win, everybody's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. If Dylan wins, the league is like, that's annoying because he literally doesn't do anything and he just drafted well a couple years ago. Tommy wins. People are like, okay, that's kind of funny that he wins two years in a row, the first two years of the Dynasty League, and he's not like he's invested somewhat, but he's not as invested as others. If I win, everybody's like, oh my gosh, like I got to deal with this guy for the next, you know, however many months until we start getting back into the season. So I think people would probably be most happy with you winning, like you said. Yeah, I think there's a kind of, you know, there's an annoyance to me winning too that for some people in the league, like Mike or Brian, uh, maybe Matt as well, um, you know, just because we're like, I would say the people who try the hardest, the four of us do. And then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so maybe being the person to do that. Tommy, I think there's a shade of Dylan as well with it too, where you're just like, that's okay. Two years in a row is kind of annoying. Like, right. He doesn't do that much, but you for sure, I think, are everyone. I would be surprised if you weren't everyone's bottom pick for like, oh, yeah, please, God, no, like <laughs> we do not want Sloan to win. Why is that? I, I try hard. I do my research. I try to make good moves. I, I try to put myself in a position to win. That's respectable. I just, yeah, I mean, it's respectable, but you're just so intentionally annoying, you know, like in mm-hmm. fantasy football in general. So it, you're hard to root for when you're easily the most problematic person in the league, you know, like just, yeah, I see that causing problems and um, like reacting to them, which is fine. You lean into that reputation, but well, I'm trying to do everything I can to help my <laughs> team. So I'm not going to vote for a rule that hurts my team. And I'm not going to let people pass rules that help their team. I mean, and you don't even vote for rules that have no impact on your team. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> If it's a rule change, I'm against it. Yeah, what were you the know? polls that you put in the group? Me like, I think okay, yeah, here's that was a rule like covering for me. Yeah, about like, <laughs> what if there's a unique tie break where we tie in total points? Yeah, do you want to do it this I, way, this way, this way, or other? If you select other, please state your other thing. And then I literally just select other on all of them, and then don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. that's how it goes, man. I I get it. I I know that's your fantasy persona, so you know teach their own i i just think <laughs> if you win whatever you know i think it's if you win i think it's truly the just like you've gotten so insanely lucky with the injury it's like that's fantasy football that's how it was last year with tommy it's just luck you can try to do as much as you can to prepare yourself for like injuries and stuff but at the end of the day you gotta get lucky I mean, and the Devonte adams move was just straight up a bad move like even in retrospect even if you win like it was not a good move that even if I win, it wasn't a good move. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. If I win, I win. And I have a, a, a pick for next year in the first okay, half of the first win, round. It's like it, you may be able to be like, well, I won. Like Devonte Adams is worth more than a first. Like he just is. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know about I that, Josh. You- I would rather win and have a first round pick in 2024 or 2023 than win and have a 30-year-old wide receiver. I think people would agree with that. I guess if those are the two options. Right, but but that's assuming I win, which I might not win. And then it it would look bad if I would have won had I had Devontae Adams. 
but I'll say I, this. I, I don't know. I don't know because you don't know what, what's going to happen to your team next year. I think right. your team going into this next season, it is not too far off from on good's team going into this year. And that's why like, it is I, a similar story to what what was happening there. I'm going to look at my prospects going into next season during this off season and try to figure out what I should do. And I would imagine by midsummer I'll make the decision whether I want to go for it again this year or next year or if I want to start tanking cuz I don't want to end up like on good. I feel like he didn't decide at the correct moment to tank. He sort of just fell into it through consistent trades with you and others throughout the season i mean fell into it is tough because he had i think two maybe even up until the last month you would have said top 10 running backs and so it's hard to think like he's i I, mike and i were texting about it i think on good and brian was the most unlucky person for the first eight weeks of the season he was just getting hammered with unluckiness through the first eight weeks it was like every piece of news was like something is wrong with Brian's team. I think since then, it has been Ongood and I tied very closely for first. Ongood has been decimated by injuries as well. And if, and when you're a team that's not competing, injuries mean a lot more, right? Because every player that gets hurt, like you don't have the depth to support another player coming in because you know where your team is at, right? You're accumulating picks, accumulating young assets, that may not be fantasy viable at this point in time. So those injuries really start to compound when you're a non-competing team. I think that was brutal for Ongood. You know, he couldn't have projected, I think, that he was going to get beat down by injuries that badly. I still think he should have made some more tank-specific moves early in the season. Like Alvin Kamara, you have to move him if you're in Ongood's position. You know that he's not going to be playing. He's not going to be playing next season, so you might as well try to get something out of him. And he but didn't do that. What if you think Alvin Kamara will help you avoid Waffle House? Like, yeah, that was I his see whole that. Reason for keeping him because he's like, look, I may be stuck with this old asset, but I think he gives me the best chance to, you know, to not go to Waffle House, which. I wouldn't disagree with that logic. I would agree with, I would think that too, but that's what he really bad this year. That's what he told me about Dak when I was trying to trade for him, that Dak was his waffle house prevention, but it didn't work. And Dak almost sent him to waffle house. I mean, Dak has had some really bad weeks. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough to like say in the end, this is what he should have done in my opinion. Cause Mm -hmm. you're, I mean, at the end of the day in fantasy, you're just trying to give yourself the best odds to accomplish the goal that you have set out to do. Like that is the desired outcome. Like that's the most control that you have over anything. And you really did that this season. I did do that. I, yeah. I feel you did a great job of having it. done that. Um, and it didn't happen. And you know, it likely won't happen, whatever. It hasn't happened yet, but whatever. And on good, I think his goal was to avoid Waffle House. And I also agree and I also think he did everything too to avoid that goal. Like he he can't trade my pick. He just can't do that. Like for another mm-hmm. asset. But I think from a reasonable perspective, he traded down from Hertz to Dak to get a pick, which I think is a, a reasonable trade. Like you don't think Dak is that much of a drop off from Hertz. It actually turned out to be a huge drop off for the last few weeks. But yeah. um, 
and you're like, okay, I still feel good about my QB. I got an asset and I'm feel good about avoiding Waffle House. And that was too. He put up two, he put up back to back eight point weeks and then put up three last place finishes in a row. Like, I don't know. Mike, Mike never even finished last place three times over the course of the year. And he mm-hmm. had the worst team, you know, maybe up until the last three weeks. So I don't know. I, that's that's what I'm. That's why I think the Devonte trade was a bad trade, though, because your goal this year is to win a championship with the roster that you have, and so by getting rid of Devonte, you decrease the odds of your team setting its account like its goal. Objectively, I year. didn't think that I would still have this pick at this point right now. I was planning on flipping it. Best case scenario, flipping it with another asset to get me a more valuable win now player. Then also maybe a younger player that even if I didn't win, I would, he'd still wouldn't be a 30 year old wide receiver at the end of the season. I knew there was a possibility that I wouldn't be able to trade that pick to get another win now player. And I took that risk and it didn't happen. I didn't get that player, but at least I have a pick next season. And I, think I'm in a pretty good spot right now because I am in first in the playoffs, so that's helpful. Um, now if I win, I'll be really happy. But if I lose and I look back and I would have won if I had Devontae Adams, then I'd probably feel pretty bad. Uh, but you don't know these things. You, you, it's hard to tell the future, things like that's that. True. So you have to take risks. You do. And, you know, it'll I'll be surprised, honestly, if you end up making that pick, like come – our fantasy league draft day. I'll be surprised if you still have it. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, I think, I don't think you want to or trust yourself enough to like make a rookie pick. I think if I looked into it enough, I would make a good decision for sure. It's a fun, it's is, it is. I think the most fun I had was easily like in the off season last year, Mm -hmm. like scouting prospects, talking about it with other people, like, I think that's more fun than in intra season, especially if you're trying to compete because it's just so stressful. And if you're and if you're rebuilding, it's stressful too because then you're like, oh my god, I may have to go to Waffle House. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely see that, and I missed out on that pre-draft fun last year, and I'm looking forward to getting into it in the future years. I tried to sell my draft picks to win early in our league's history, and I hope I can accomplish that. But I know at some point I'm going to have to start drafting players. You look at Mike's team now, and his team's looking pretty good. So yeah, it's actually in good shape. Ton of picks, yeah. and like the roster that's starting isn't that bad. Like it's no. definitely coming together. So, I mean, we'll yep. see. It. This this draft will be very important for him as well. Um, but you know, we'll yeah. See. Who, I'm, who I'm plays, looking forward. Who plays to tomorrow night? Thursday night. Uh, I don't I don't remember who the Thursday game is. I'm, I'm wondering how many players we have. Jacksonville and the Jets. So ah. and the playoff teams will have Etienne, will have uh I think that's it. I think Etienne is the only player for a playoff yeah. team. And that's is that uh that's not still Dylan, is it? It is Dylan. Yeah. It is. Okay. Is he is he even playing? I thought he was hurt for some reason. He uh, is playing. Yeah, twelve point seven one projected. Okay, well, that'll be fun to watch. Just root for the Jets' defense and no scoring on Jaguars' end. Yeah. Or a I mean, lot of I passing to... touchdowns for the Jaguars. So then, Or no, 
yeah, you want them to be down. You want the the Jets to score big early and keep it that way. I have Trevor Lawrence in my other league. So if you're rooting for me there, you may want to root for Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, in my other league, I have six players on IR and five players who are out. So the injury bug has not escaped me in any sense Mm -hmm. this year. Uh, Tough, Josh. Hey, I hope you come back and win our league. That'd be pretty fun. You you would deserve it. I think at this point you could root for me. Like I feel like through the first two years, you couldn't really root for me. This year may be a bit ambivalent. Year one, for sure, no. You know? Yeah. I think after I lose this year, you're probably like, well, oh, that sucks. Like, yeah. I know he wants it so badly, and I don't really care right. about it that much. That's another thing that hurts is to losing to all three of you. I know you care about it, a, you know, a decent amount. But the other two, it's just like, you know, they don't even care. They don't even, they hardly care. Right. You know, they care, obviously, and they'll put time into it. But relatively, I'm putting like literally hundreds of hours into this. So, do you have to finish first these next two weeks to win? I'm trying to think about the scenarios, and it'd be so helpful if somebody have, put it together for us. I but. have to finish first one of the weeks. Okay. So, say I finish first, and then I think it would require you and Tommy to both finish in like the bottom. So if I go first, fifth, third, that would give me nine, nine and a half points. So that would mean you would go first, second, third, and then Tommy would have to go first, second, third, and, and Dylan. So I guess I would need kind of some combination of everybody to finish. Like, yeah. Like, well, oh, there would have to be two unique people finishing first the next two weeks. It, it's pretty hard to tell and, right And one now. of them would have to be me. So basically yeah. that's the outcome, right? Like if any one of uh, any any of us finish first twice, they win. So what really comes down to is if we have three unique first place teams the three weeks, then it gets a yeah. bit like trickier. Gosh, that'd be fun. I can't wait till after this week's over and then we can actually look into more specific – uh, outcomes and uh, probabilities and stuff like that for who's going to win. I like having only three weeks of playoffs. It makes it a lot more exciting. Yeah, I think it. I I hope too that your team doesn't finish first this week. Not only because I don't want you to win, but it'll be it would be more fun if the third week of playoffs like actually mattered. Because if you so, finish first this week, it doesn't matter. Well, let's think about this. So if I finish first this week and you don't finish, I'm trying to. Is there a way that me that I finish first this week? Well, no, because Tommy could still finish second all three weeks and beat me, right? No, no. No? If you finish first this week, then... Yeah, because Tommy um, would just have nine, and I'd already have ten. Yeah, so if I finish first this week and you finish... No, so here's what has to be. You finish first this week, Tommy finishes second again. Then in the last week, Tommy would have to finish first, you would have to finish last. The point difference for Tommy overall versus you would need to be large enough hmm. that uh, he would win the tiebreaker with you. So basically, okay. if you finish first, Tommy would be the only one that had a chance. But you would still have yeah. a chance. No, right? I wouldn't. No, oh, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, because I would have finished first. If you yep. finish first, I'm out of it. Yep, you have to get to 11. That's the number. So it's Tommy. And basically, Tommy is the only one if you finish first. Correct. So if I finish first, I would need him to finish where? <laughs> if you finish first, Tommy would need to finish second. Second or worse? Or third or worse? Second. You would need to finish second place So if I come in first, then I win. 
No, you don't. Okay, then <laughs> then explain this to me. If I finish first, what does Tommy need to finish for me to have clinched before the final week? So I, it's technically impossible for you to clinch before the final week in retrospect because unless so – I would have you, 10 okay. points. Yeah, no, 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 no. Here's how you can clinch. You clinch if Tommy finishes third or fourth next week. Yes, okay. And you win. Yeah. Yeah, I come in first, if, Tommy finishes third or fourth. So if, if Tommy finishes second, he can still be you. Right, yeah. okay. Wow. Exciting stuff. That'd be wild, clinching it after two weeks of a three-week playoff. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty crazy. Uh, your uh, odds are against you this week for sure. Yeah, and odds were against you last week. I mean, oh, let's yeah. be honest. Nobody could have projected that what would happen to the Vikings' offense in the second half. That was insane. Right. Her cousins well, have like two points at halftime and finished with thirty-three. Like and I already pointed it out too. I have bad matchups this week. So I, I don't see my guys even scoring what they're projected right now or even close to it. I think it's gonna be pretty bad. You know, all it takes is a little bit of garbage time and true things can get wild. Even if you have a bad matchup, if they start going down and they're just checking it, like the more the offense is on the field, the better for fantasy so we'll see I can't wait. all right anything else for you sloan that's it josh wrap it up all right it's been good talking to you wishing you the worst of luck this week and next week we'll catch up again soon it's good to have you back yep love you guys all right see you sloan